When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Now when you use promo code DNVR, new customers, you can make a $5 NBA pregame money line bet this week. You're going to get $150 in free bets if that team wins for you with code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. I am Patrick Lyons. And I'm Susie Hunter. Patrick, how are you doing today? (laughs) This is a real live show. Doing great today, especially because the Mets don't necessarily seem to be able to have it all. This Carlos Correa calamity, this saga continues. We'll talk about uh, that. We'll talk about where the NL West sits right now because a lot of guys have moved out of the division. Is it better? Is it worse? Is it the same? Is it noticeable? We'll talk about all those moves. uh, But Mm -hmm. of course, we should start with uh, some very somber news today. Uh, projections for the Colorado Rockies in 2023 are out. Uh, uh, Susie. I was like, did someone die? And I didn't know like, Oh no, it's just our hopes and dreams that have died. Continue Patrick. That's uh, very accurate. Yes. Yeah. One uh, projection system out there actually it was fan graphs uh, have the Rockies at having the worst record in all of baseball. Okay. Yeah. Like turn the noise down on that. That is ridiculous. The Rockies have never even lost a hundred games. What are we talking about? It's true. They've only ever been the third worst team in baseball, but that also was partially because both the Astros and Cubs were not trying to win at all. They were tanking uh, and the Rockies were trying and and ended up with the third worst record. Mm -hmm. But other than that, the Rockies have never, you're right. They've lost a hundred games, something bad. They should probably have a banner for. And I'm almost surprised they don't have one yet. <laughs> it sounds like we need to make the banner and put it on a T-shirt. Eric, where are you? <laughs> so he has a shirt that he sells as just D-Line Co., but it's mm-hmm. not in the DNVR Locker store, and I understand why. But it's uh, it's like the, the 30th. It'll basically say after this season would be like 30th year Part, NL West Participant Award, mm-hmm. and it's just a bunch of orange slices. So it's like, yeah, that's true. They have participated in the NOS for 30 years. Let's go. That's as good as we the, can hope for. These are, these are facts. <laughs> yeah, so the projections that came out by uh, Dan Zimborski, uh, Zips, uh, not favorable, but again, he is not making these choices. He has a system that, that makes predictions as to what will happen. Uh, what's the worst case scenario for a player in the 20th percentile? Maybe what's the best case scenario at the 80th percentile? And it kind of kicks those kind of things around. And he actually says in his article, the problem that plagues the Rockies is a lack of imagination. Huh? Which is, is kind of hard to elaborate on that. 
Yeah, he uh, he also went on to say, quote, while, while it's bad that this group projects as one of the worst lineups in the league, it's even worse that they project as having the lowest variance of any team that he's projected so far this offseason. In other words, the difference between their worst case scenario and the best case scenario is is somewhat minimal. Uh, he went oh, up, that's yeah. That, that's actually I think that is the worst thing. That that in <laughs> itself is the worst case scenario. Yeah. Yeah, he said it's a bit like buying a lottery ticket. Almost every time you play Powerball, you're going to be a loser. But if you hit it big, you become famously and fabulously wealthy. Nobody buys a Powerball ticket because the winning prize is a 1989 Mercury Sable. And that's kind of where he he sort of pegs the the Rockies Ouch. to be at right Ouch. now. Uh, he continued also by saying the Rockies have enough low variance talent that their floor is probably higher than teams like the Reds, Pirates, or Nationals. But unlike some teams where you could squint and kind of see how they could get to 85 wins, which might be the, the fewest amount of wins you could need uh, in order to uh, to get to the postseason, he is not able to do so here. So he's got some of the projected leaders. Daza, 293, home runs and RBI. Crone, 25 and 88 RBI. Mm -hmm. the 25 home run. Again, not that uh, dazzling. Again, there's there's a there's a way where again he just runs into five more. He could get up to thirty and be the first uh, player on the Rockies to hit thirty or more home runs since 2019. Nolan Arenado and Charlie Blackman. It's been a while since we've seen a Rocky with 30 home runs. This is definitely the yeah. largest drought we've had in 30 home run seasons. And this is not how it's supposed to be at Coors Field. We all know this. No. Now, um, the highest wins above replacement. Uh, on the team, Ryan McMahon, it's only at 2.2, but Ezekiel Tovar is the fourth highest projected uh, wins above replacement at 1.6. So that's that was kind of very promising to see. His projection system, Dan Zimborski, uh, does really favor Ezekiel Tovar to play well. So that was that was some good of the good news that did uh, come out of these uh, projections for next season. Yeah, stay stay looking at the future, Rockies fans. Just sure. just look look past this season and just keep looking forward. The other big one that jumped out to me on the offensive side was, uh, so Chris Bryant, you know, if you look at his counting stats, which is something is so hard to do because it's, if you're playing, it, it's not only just playing in the game, but it's an opportunity. That's why RBI is, it's not exactly like the win is for a pitcher, mm -hmm. um, but there, you know, the RBI is, is definitely flawed. There was a year, I believe might've been 1992, 93, where like Joe Carter had 99 RBI uh, for the Toronto Blue Jays. And you go, hey, that was a really good season. Except if you go back and look, he had uh, two Hall of Famers and one Hall of Very Good hitting in front of him in Ricky Henderson, Roberto Alomar, and John Olerud, and actually came up to the plate with, I think, 199 uh, runners in scoring position. So he only drove them home you know, about half the time. So you go, how good was 99, right? Because it's just only a counting stat. It's not a rate stat. It's not like a percentage. So mm -hmm. Chris Bryant, those numbers don't jump off the page. But what did for him was an OPS plus of 121, 100 being league average. He, he would be 24% greater than league average. We saw that with CJ Crone in 2021. We haven't seen that since Charlie Blackman and Arenado in 2019. And in the uh, 30th season of... Colorado, Colorado Rockies baseball, this being the 31st coming up here. Um, he would have, he would be the 50th player to ever have an OPS plus of greater than 124 uh, with 400 or plus 400 or more plate appearances. So he would be in somewhat rarefied air as, you know, all time great seasons 
just by looking at OPS plus. So if he can stay healthy, if uh, Rockies fans can get their Christmas wish of a hundred, at least a hundred games of Chris Bryant, it, it could be a really good year for KB 23. Yeah. But of course, like, you know, looking at those numbers and the small sample size, I don't know. True. Yeah. I'm not like super stoked yet, but like, I would love to see a hundred plus games from Chris Bryant. Yeah. Yeah. That would be great. That, that absolutely would be great to see. Just, I'm not asking for a lot. Just no, just a hundred games. You know what? I'm, I'm all, I'm not asking for a lot. I'm just asking for a hundred games from Chris Bryant and for him to wear shoes with arch support. That's all I'm asking for. And there could be a correlation. You know what I mean? Not, not all, not all correlation is not all causation is correlation, but this one very much could be now on the pitching side. No surprise, Airman Marquez, most wins, strikeouts, uh, lowest ERA amongst the starters, 4.32 ERA. You'd sign up for that. Uh, some of the other interesting projections on the pitching side, Austin Gomber, uh, according to Zips on Fangraphs, again, a system created by Dan Zaborski, 4.89 ERA, better ERA than both Kyle Freeland and Antonio Sensatella. So Zips thinks... Austin Gomer could have a nice bounce back campaign uh, in the starting rotation for the Rockies next season. I'm sure Austin Gomber likes that. I'm sure he, he is let. Yeah. Last year, what a mess for Austin Gomber last year, getting taken out of the rotation, coming back only for the very last game of the season. Um, I, I would like to see that from Austin Gomber for sure. I was just you know, also that's the that's our constant that's a constellation that's our consolation prize for Nolan Arenado. You can't that that's always that label's always going to be on him. But I would yeah I want to I want good things I want yeah. good things from him. Hope he bounces back. I was actually just looking yeah. at his his splits because he's a guy where if he doesn't make the starting rotation, hey left hander in the bullpen. How did he do in the bullpen last year? Not much better than when he was a start at a five point one one ERA. But, you know, how much of that had to do with, you know, again, the adjustment between starting and relieving, maybe a bit of an attitude of like, well, do I deserve to be down in the bullpen, having a bad start, letting something get away from him? I think if he had a more defined role in a bullpen, he could be really good. But I do I do like his prospects uh, still as a starting pitcher. The entire bullpen uh, was viewed somewhat favorably. They, almost the entire bullpen uh, would have a better ERA than than most of the starters. So that was... That was positive to see. Tovar, 12 homers, 58 RBI, 10 stolen bases. Was That's the projection. That's the projection. That's pretty good. I would like I I, I would like to see that. You take you that in a uh, in a rookie season. Ellie Harris Montero, that was one that jumped off the page a little bit. Again, for first full season, 18 homers, 72 RBI. Definitely would like to see that in a full campaign. That would be awesome. Mr. Monty. Uh, Brian Servin projected to have uh, the fifth highest uh, amongst the regulars on the 26-man roster in wins above replacement. A lot of that has to do with his defense, but again, very favorable. Uh, good to have in a, in a backup catcher. Maybe he even goes ahead and uh, bypasses and usurps, if you will, uh, El Hirsch, uh, or Elias Diaz. Like You could see something like that happening, especially if the projection systems are correct. And then finally, Brenton Doyle just added to the 40-man roster mm -hmm. in center field. In uh, 491 projected plate appearances, assuming he gets called up that early in the season, 16 homers, 65 RBI, 13 stolen bases. That's good. I would love to see anyone steal a base in Colorado. What, did we have like 13 total sto stolen bases like all last season? At that altitude? In this altitude? In now this altitude? In this economy? 
Now that's a phrase. That's a phrase that we could uh, we could possibly market. Um, I don't know if you saw on MLB.com, but they came out with their top 10 bloopers of 2022. Oh, I did not see this, but I love a blooper. How many Rockies entries do you think there were in the top 10? I think there were, I think there were two in the top 10. <laughs> so my gut was two as well. And then I challenged myself to name the two. And I go, I don't know. They they were there. Look, if it's the Rockies, there's going to be two Rockies bloopers. But the McMahon, ball through the mitt, would have been a good one. That's a hilarious one. I'm also thinking, you know, there were a lot of times when, like, guys just ran into each other. That's happened oh, a lot. <laughs> McMahon and Urania. That yeah. one where there was a little dribbler and Urania's like, I guess I'll just try to barehand this where the third baseman's coming in. Yeah, that one. So there you are. So we got our two. We've got two, and they're both McMahon, so that, that, those would be my guesses. Yes. None. There were no Rockies entries, which I guess is a good thing. I'm sorry, but the mitt, or the, the ball through the mitt is, like, the funniest thing that happened. One of the funniest things that happened this season. Um, I'm shocked. I am shocked. What made the list over that? Uh, Rudolfo's, Rudolfo Castro's cell phone blooper where his blooper popped out of his pocket. Follow-up question, where do you think that ranked in the top 10? The I guy, mean, he had his cell phone in his pocket. He forgot it. We don't know what he was doing. Dove in head first. That popped out. He got suspended for it because that's technology on the field. Is he trying yeah. to get information? Is he trying to track his steps on the uh, the health app on, on Apple? Just, I don't know. He just wanted to make sure he was getting all of his steps in, and he couldn't find his Fitbit. Um I feel like that had to have ranked high. That might have been number one. I was shocked that it was six. I was like, what? I thought that was number one. I thought I'm that sorry. Was what was one. better? What was better than that? Uh, Jose Zocar had a ball bounce off his mitt and go over the wall. That was just kind of eh. That That's was very, eh. That is not more entertaining than a ball going through a mitt. Yeah, you had some collisions. You had a uh, Jeremy Pena was was trying to almost turn a double play and the second baseman was like, no, the outside, the plays at first base, I don't want it. So he just kind of tossed the thin air. So th there was not a spectacular group of bloopers this year, you know, mm. a cat running onto the field, those kind of typical things like, yeah, you know, it was almost a, a very low key blooper year. You know what they, it would have been a more entertaining list if they added at least one Rockies blooper. This yeah. is Rockies erasure. I think, Susie, you need to write 3,000 words uh, over on the DNVR.com on why this was one of the most disappointing years for bloopers. MLB has a blooper problem, Susie Hunter. Like, that's... Oh, my gosh. Maybe, maybe I will write that. I love stupid bullshit. So, like, that's really up my alley. <laughs> that is kind of, like, interesting. You go, they have a blooper problem? Like, yeah, not enough of them. They need to be making Oh my God, more. wait, no, that is the, that's the Atlanta mascot's name. So like, I don't need more angry Atlanta fans trying to message me about how I'm an idiot. Well, then you know what we'll have to do? We'll have to make it a diehard only content on the DNVR.com. Safe where, space. <laughs> yeah, it's a safe space like that where it's only for you diehards. Like the diehards only discord that we have. Uh, for anyone that is a member, that is a, an official diehard to the DNVR.com where we can have all kinds of great conversations behind the scenes on whatever you want to talk about. There's a tennis. There's there's a F1 racing if you're into that. Food. 
hiking, all kinds of different mm-hmm. things besides, of course, the major sports that we know and love here uh, in Denver. You get 15% off when you're down on the corner of Colfax in York. Not the actual corner, but the bar located on the corner. Uh, you get 15% off your tab for that when you're a diehard. 20% off of dnvrlocker.com on all your gear. You get a free shirt when you have an annual membership. Each and every year, you get a free shirt. 20% off all the tailgates and party buses that we have going down as well over at the dnvr.com and dnvr locker if you need tickets to an event uh, and it's not a tailgate or a party bus type situation you got to use game time tickets that's the app it's uh it, it's it's not the newest thing in the world we're we're, we're supposed to say it sorry i got to pull the curtain back yeah Susie, it's not one of the hottest newest ticketing sites it's just the consistently scorching hot ticket site for the last decade i've been using it for a decade i'm sorry yeah, I can't i've been using game time forever like i don't know what, at what point are they not new anymore uh no but yeah i've been using game time for a while they've done a great job yeah if it's new to you that's fine jump on board now start get that clock on so you can say oh i've been using game time tickets for this m- amount of time whatever it is i've used it to get floor seats at big events behind home plate 50 yard line court side whatever it is mm-hmm. but the biggest thing that you'll be able to brag about is how cheap you get your tickets because when you wait up to about an hour before the start of an event which game time allows you to do most other apps i think they take it off at around the two hour mark yeah. but you get last minute price drops that can mm-hmm. only be found on game time tickets I- i've done this for shows at red rocks uh, and I've gotten really cheap seats. It's fantastic to use. You can use it in any market too, if you're traveling or if you know someone that lives in a city that lives near a really cool venue, they should be using game time tickets. Join over the 15 million people who've already downloaded the game time app and save, score the best seats to all your, your favorite events. You can also hit the link in our description. That helps us out just a little bit. It also helps us out. Yeah, it does. It also helps us out if you check out DraftKings Sportsbook, especially because right now, We're talking about fans. We're talking about tradition, talking about glory. Yes, it's college football bowl season. I use DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, one of America's top-rated sports apps. New customers can bet $5 on any pregame money line bet for a college football team. can even be a heavy favorite. Take advantage of that because they want to get you started. They want to get you feeling good. And so when that team wins for you, you're going to get $150 in free bets. Seriously, it's pretty much a no-brainer. It might take, yeah, it might take some brains for the same game parlays. Like let's, let's face it. You got to get two, three or four different things right in the same game. But there's a good chance if you're checking out the DNVR bets show on our network or there's a Mm -hmm. podcast or a live show on DNVR sports channel on YouTube, um, or you're just, just watching the, the regular beats will put point you in the right direction because when you stack those same game parlays together, it gives you an even bigger, a very big payout. Mm-hmm. In the end, so download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DNVR. New customers, all you gotta do is place a five dollar pregame money line bet on any college football team to win. You're gonna get one hundred fifty dollars in free bets when that team does with code DNVR and only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Thank you, Patrick. Susie, last week Aaron Judge was named the sixteenth captain of the New York Yankees. And I know we said we're not going to talk about him anymore, but we're just going to use him as a catalyst, as a catalyst, because uh, wouldn't it be great for the Rockies to have a captain of some variety? I mean, how many, how many teams do a captain? Not very many, not anymore. Yeah. Not very many, uh, but the Rockies have modeled themselves out after the Yankees, at least their uniforms. And, you know, again, mm-hmm. Yankees are our classy organization in that way. You know, you think about, 
whether yeah. you agree with it or not, the no facial hair thing, like, all right, it's, it's, you're trying to be classy. You might not need to be, but you're trying to be classy. The Rockies do that. They've got a, you know, they, they make sure that their minor leaguers, their hair isn't, is only so long. They've got some facial hair specifications and stuff with that going on. So like, they want to be like the you have to earn you have to earn the beard you have to earn the mullet you have to work for it you can't have it until you're a major leaguer you got to earn the nasty uh in chuck nasty yes yeah he didn't show up in colorado looking like this yeah yeah the the rockies need to get the captain going i think i mean the obvious choice right now and it was it might only be for one year because that's all he's got left on his deal but charlie blackman i think that would Mm -hmm. be a good way to get the ball rolling from there and really uh, maybe, maybe even take some pressure off the next guy who's going to be the captain where you say, Oh no, no one can deny Charlie Blackman is an all time, you know, Rockies legend. I, I, I still contend that his number 19 has a good chance of being retired at some point. So started off Charlie Blackman as a captain. And then from there, I mean, who, who, who would you think it might be next up in line on the Rockies to be a captain young or old? You know what? I am not sure if he would be next, but definitely someone who I think has potential. Lucas Gilbreth, because he is a clubhouse tastemaker. I like that pick. Yeah. You know, he, he is he, one he of those takes guys. What everyone is interested in and he like makes it into a thing. He brings it to the next level. A natural leader. I, I could see I could see that. Um, Ryan McMahon, too. Also, such a great leader, always is the first to speak up in the clubhouse. So I would these are these are some options that I see. I got I got McMahon as as my top pick. And I like the Gilbreth one, especially where uh if maybe not this season or 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 the next one coming up. Because again, who knows what happens? I, I don't think we'll see him uh as a starting pitcher. Again, he was in the minor leagues. I think he's a reliever now, but if he becomes a ninth inning guy and, and becomes a left-handed closer like Brian Fuentes, again, as a close, I mean again. Think about Daniel Bard and you go, mm-hmm. okay, he's got those captain type qualities. Lucas Gilbreth mm-hmm. could be in that same uh, general role. So, so that works. Uh, I think Kyle Freeland possibly uh, as yeah. a starter. Now the, the Yankees actually uh, have had uh, a starter as a captain. Ron Guidry was, who's also a left-hander. Uh, he was a, a co-captain with Willie Randolph for three years for the Yankees. Um, but Susie, it's a good time for a pop Sus. Good time. I got eight names on my list, and you got to tell me of the 16 Yankee captains that they've had in their history. You know Judge, you know Derek Cheater, you know Don Mattingly. Like those Mm -hmm. are our three of the last three, the most recent ones. I'm not going to ask you about them. I'm going to ask you the more obscure ones. So you got to tell me, is this a (laughs) former Yankee captain or a former Captain Planet voiceover artist? Oh no! Oh, I'm going to do a really Captain bad Planet? job at this. Do you remember Captain Planet at all, or do you know of it? I mean, Captain Planet was like a lit. Like I've seen Captain Planet, but like I, that was like I was not the prime age for that when it was on. I may have been, and I still was like, Nah, I'm good. Like I just, I was not. I wasn't as I didn't care about the environment quite as much when I was a child, believe it or not, as yeah. I do when I'm a adult. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? They finally got you. It's the long con. It's not about immediately in that moment. It's about <laughs> making you care about it at some point in the future. All right. So first up, again, okay. is this a Yankee captain or a Captain Planet voiceover artist? Okay. Clark Griffith. Yankee captain, Captain Planet. Yankee captain. You would be correct. First ever captain. He was also a pitcher. He owned the Washington Senators for, for a period of time. Uh, moved them out to Minnesota. Number two. 
Ed Asner. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I should know this. <laughs> have you heard that name before? I've heard that name before. Okay. You should have, yeah. Is he a Yankee captain? No, no. He's a voiceover artist. Yeah, he's an actor. Uh, he was the voice of Hoggish Greedley. He was also, I think, the voice of the old man in Up. We have to yeah. check that. That's yeah. that sounds right. Feels that right. sounds correct. All right, Frank Chance, Yankee captain. <laughs> yes, very yes, fifth captain. Uh, more well known for his time with the Chicago Cubs as as part of baseball said lexicon tinkers to Evers to Chance. Um, yes. Number four. Joey Didio. A voiceover artist. You would be correct. <laughs> Wheeler, who was one of the kids. All right. You're you're back on track here. Three out of four. Roger Peckinpah. Definitely a Yankee captain. <laughs> it just sounds like it. You would be correct. Yes. He was uh the captain before Babe Ruth, and he was actually the longest captain. Hmm. Uh he was captain for like five or six years. So the longest captain before Derek Jeter's time. How about James Coburn? Yankee captain. He would be uh, an actor. Uh, no. Loot and plunder. He was the voiceover. He was a notable actor. If you looked him up, you you might have like seen some of his older films in like this, the sixties and seventies. I think he was in like Flint. In like Flint. Uh, mm -hmm. If you ever seen that movie. All right, uh, Everett Scott. Yankee captain. You would be correct. Yes, <laughs> he was the captain after Babe Ruth, uh, and then finally Gordon Sumner. Yankee captain. I was hoping to get you on this one. No, Gordon Sumner is the real name of uh, police frontman Sting. That's his oh, real is name. it really? Gordon Sumner, yes. And useless information. And he and he was in Captain Planet. Yes, as Zarm. I don't. But you did well. I think you did really well there. You know what? Um, uh, I did a lot better than I thought I was going to. I, th I I may have to play back the tape. You may have said Yankee captain for all eight. I'm not I sure. Didn't. I didn't. <laughs> okay. I all did right. not. No, I did. I think I said them for, I think I said seven out of eight. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we'll, we'll let that go there. Not That's all good. of them, but most of them. Yes. Uh, Carlos Correa, man. The, the we whole song. We got to talk about Carlos Correa. A whole thing. So last Tuesday, we were supposed to have the press conference. There was a concern over the physical uh, with the San Francisco Giants. Boris didn't even bother to ask why. Did he Did he know what the issue was? Did he care? Decides to move on from the deal since it wasn't made official. He contacts Stephen A. Cohen. The rest is history, except it's not history because it's now been longer. It's been four days since, since the Mets physical on mm -hmm. Correa. I think that's how many days. Whereas with the Giants, it was only a day before Scott Boris took off and he went to the Mets. So Correa's camp wants to stay with the Mets, but they've got to work this out because the Mets do not like the physicals either. Mm -hmm. oh, what a what a shock! What a shock! Yeah, no, it's so. Uh, what is in that physical? What do we think it is? Well, he's got he's got a leg thing from when he was in the minor leagues in 2014. That seems that sounds like that's like the biggest thing, um, but again, he's he's played since then. That hasn't kind of reared its head. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the back injury. I, the only thing I could think is, unless there's like new new uh, procedures, so to speak, from doctors of saying like, well, if you have X amount of injuries, it it means now you're going to be favoring one leg more than the other. So now you're going to have an overuse injuries. Uh -huh. I know that the Dodgers do something amazing where you know they get they get all their guys in a lab. And they'll find out like, oh, you know, you're 
your right leg is a little bit weaker than your left. And so you're favoring. So now you're, you're, you're putting more wear and tear on your left leg because you had an injury on your right leg when you were a kid. And so now that's going to become an, an injury where you go, Oh, my right leg was the one that was injured. And now it's my left. Well, yeah, because of you favoring it. Mm-hmm. And so they help, you know, work their guys when they're in the minor leagues to get through those things so that they become, you know, strong, you know, all around. And so there could be teams that are looking at that going, Hey, you know what? There's enough bells and whistles that this could be a problem down the line. Mm-hmm. Maybe we need to renegotiate. It sounds like Correa wants to stay and, and his camp wants to stay uh, with the Mets. So they're going to have to work something out, maybe put provisions in the deal. I don't know that the hmm. deal is going to change at all. They just might have to put certain provisions in the deal where if there is a, a specific type of injury, whether it's back or leg, then the Mets might be able to opt out. Like that gives them insurance. Interesting. Oh, what a mess. What a mess. Who would have thought that Carlos Correa would be the epicenter of this damn mess? New York mess. And he's 28. That's the thing. He was like the youngest free agent in this class, even after he was the youngest free agent in last year's class. Mm-hmm. So, but, but there's not like, there's precedence for this before another Scott Boris client, JD Martinez. Uh, there were some issues about his foot when he signed a five-year deal with the Boston Red Sox mm-hmm. and the Red Sox were like, well, we won't, we won't, you know, we won't kill this deal, but we'll just put provisions that, you know, protect us from this going forward. And he had no foot injuries going forward. So it ended up working out fine for both parties. So um, that's that. I don't know when this saga ends because mm-hmm. it, it's just been going on and on forever and ever, but eventually it will, I, I think. I don't know. What if it just doesn't? What if it never sorts itself out? Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's going to be a third baseman, too. That's the other thing, obviously, with Francisco Lindor there at shortstop. Mm-hmm. Uh, Correa has played third base before. I don't think he's ever played third base in the majors. Uh, he probably never played third base in the minors, but he did play third base in the World Baseball Classic because Francisco Lindor, his teammate on the Mets now, quote-unquote teammates, I mean, I don't – we'll we'll see if they actually his stay potential teammates. teammate, his potential teammate. <laughs> Can't even say probable. Just potential. Yeah, we had to downgrade it. Uh, Lindor was playing shortstop, so Correa went over and uh, and moved over to, to third base okay. for that. So, All right. Uh, so he, he's done it. He can do it. He's done it. Yeah. No, he's he's got that. He's an athletic guy. He's he's yeah. flexible enough. Uh, and he's got that. He's got that million dollar smile. Well, Frank, Francisco Lindor is Mr. Smile. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you want to be Mr. Smile, Mrs. Smile, Senior Smile, whatever it is, you got to make sure you smile. Senorita Smile. Why not? Mademoiselle smile, although at that point, what's the French word for smile? I don't know, but I do know the word for pearly whites is Green Mountain Dental Group. Look that up <laughs> in the thesaurus. You will find it there. 15 minutes outside of downtown Denver. That's it. That, that's all it is. They want to hook you up in a real major way. They've already hooked up so many of our folks before. Uh, we're talking like root canals. We're talking like some serious work that needed to be done on some folks. And they provide just such great service to uh, to all of their patients, like calling getting updates, making sure they've got the proper medication, make sure they, they need refills. They really go above and beyond with Green Mountain yeah. Dental Group. We, we love them. Uh, and right now, if, in fact, if you mentioned DNVR Sports, uh, you're going to get a $300 discount for a full orthodontics treatment if you are a new patient. Or, you know, you can get a free set of bleach trays, which is a $350 value. That's the way to go. It will not make your teeth sensitive. I thought that was going to be the case for me. That's huge. That it's is huge. a huge, huge thing in teeth whitening. That's like the big problem is the teeth sensitivity. And I'm happy to hear that that's not an issue. Yeah, I was I was worried about it because I read those kind of like horror stories. But 
uh, Green mm-hmm. Mountain Dental Group, they, they're aware of that. And they're like, no, we're, we're not going to be working with that kind of product. They take feedback from their patients. So again, they want to get you that free set of bleach trays uh, with a new patient cleaning, x-ray, and exam. Again, that's at Green Mountain Dental Group, located just 15 minutes from downtown Denver. Athletic Greens is something I use each and every day. I started taking it uh, immediately and, and, and started feeling the difference right away once we got some of the product in. Started taking. I think it was spring training. Spring training was when uh, we first started partnering up with the Ooh, with the folks at Athletic Greens. I had the travel packs with me on the road, and they were so clutch. In fact, they want to give you five free travel packs uh, if you go ahead and uh, make a purchase over at athleticgreens.com/rockies. They are going to give you five free travel packs. They're going to give you one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D. These and are all, huge. It's huge, and and all you got to do is with the travel packs, you rip it open. Dump it in your water. First thing in the morning, gulp it down. It's delicious. It actually does taste good. It's almost like fun dip. Like seriously, like there's some kind of sweetness. <laughs> it is. I, I know it's that I not thought as sure. sweet as fun dip. Fun dip is so gross. It's not as sweet, <laughs> but it has that kind of sweetness and that like fun texture to it. Uh, in your water, it's, it's definitely not the same. But just like as you're scooping it out of the bag, there and I get some on my fingers. I'll I'll clean it off. Boom. You're like, insane, Patrick. You are wild. It's a healthy fun dip. I do I do love it. Again, uh, whether it's one pack <laughs> or one scoop, you're getting 75 high quality vitamins, whole food source superfoods, uh, mm-hmm. probiotics, adaptogens, minerals, you name it. It's the way to go. Athleticgreens.com/rockies. Sounds good. Now. Andrew Baggerly uh, from The Athletic, he had a great commentary of like 20 bullet-pointed questions of like the the Giants failed to get their guy again. They didn't have any luck signing John uh, John Lester, uh, if you remember that, uh, almost a decade mm-hmm. ago now. Uh, when he went to the, with the Cubs, uh, won a World Series there in like his second season. They they couldn't get uh, my, uh, Giancarlo Stanton, formerly Mike Stanton, but Giancarlo Stanton from the Marlins. They lost that on that bidding war. Bryce Harper they were targeting. Didn't get him. Judge and Correa. Um, in fact, uh, there's this was courtesy of Danny Vietti, who he's so funny. He pumped out so many funny things. So first glance, you're like, I don't know what I'm looking at. It's just the retired numbers in Giants history. You got Willie Mays, 24, Barry Bonds, Juan Marichal, Orlando Cepeda with the years that they played. And then the final two, of course, Aaron Judge, his number 99. You zoom in close and you see that it was from 2.20 p.m. to 2.27 p.m. Those seven minutes during the winter meetings when Arson Judge. Arson Judge. Not Aaron Judge. Arson Judge. That's that's actually what it says. I didn't realize that now. That's how layered this is. It doesn't say Aaron Judge. It just says Arson Judge uh, Mm -hmm. for those seven minutes. And then Carlos Correa, his number four for those seven days uh, between December 14th to December 20th, 2022. Yeah, Giants fans should be mourning. Giants fans should absolutely be mourning. Also, we should be celebrating all the dudes that did not end up in the NL West playing against the Rockies because the Giants have missed out on these guys. The Padres are trying to throw money at dudes, and they weren't getting them. So 
you know, that these are wins for us, tiny wins, but that yeah. is hilarious. Danny Vietti did a fantastic job because that is, that is hysterical. He, he is hilarious there. Mm-hmm. There's a guy I used to listen to, uh, when I did more fantasy sports and I needed to know like the entire 40 man roster and then the top 40 prospects of every national league team. I would listen to this one Padres podcast, uh, mm-hmm. with Craig Elston. And so he had, uh, an interesting tweet, uh, from the Padres point of view that the Padres are offering Carlos Correa a 13 year deal with 12 player opt-outs, <laughs> which would be very fitting for the San Diego Padres. And they still could do that at this stage. They very well could do that. You know what? I was going to say, this is in the realm of possibility, but also yeah, Carlos Correa loves an opt-out too. <laughs> oh my God. He, he does. Yeah. I don't think uh, if there was going to be an opt-out in his Mets deal, that definitely will be will be coming out. Uh, there's still there's still like apparently three teams still interested in Carlos Correa. Uh, still, the, still after all this drama, the Twins who saw his physical last year and he was a twin, still offered him a ten year two hundred eighty five million dollar deal before he ended up going to the Giants and then then the Mets. So I'm thinking that deal probably would still be on the table as an option. I find it fascinating. Like I I sort of think that. Stephen A. Cohen, and we'll talk about this on Thursday. He's, I mean, he's worth what, like $14 billion. He has a billion dollar art collection. We'll talk about some of the crazy pieces of art that he's got. Yeah. I'm excited to talk about the art collection. <laughs> it's, it's uh wild, perverse. It's weird. It's weird. Is that a good word? Perverse? Not perverted, perverted. but perverse. No, not perverted, perverse. but it's, it's, to me, it's gross. <laughs> it's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll take that gross. But as a businessman, I couldn't help but think now that this this whole, well, we don't like what we see in the physical either. We might have to renegotiate or something. It makes me think of just like a business school mind of like, no, he, this guy wants to come to New York. Mm-hmm. Let's give him the deal that we, we offered. And then we are going to find a problem. And then we're going to renegotiate. Like, like he's already like used goods. He's going to go to now a third team potentially. This is probably too much for Carlos Correa and his his camp. So you know what? Let's get in, promise him that money, and then have an issue, and then actually like lower the bar for less money. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that'll exactly happen, but I could see it very much as as a business strategy of you know what? Oh, definitely. Not, not only are we paying less to get him, more average annual salary, but but less overall in the deal. We might even be able to come down lower than that because if he goes. He doesn't want to go back out on the market again. He wants to get it done. And that could just be a savvy move. Okay, Patrick, I do have a question for you because this whole Carlos Correa situation where, you know, it's a big hullabaloo about him, you know, agreeing to terms with the Giants and the press conference is about to happen. The medical stuff came up and then another team swoops in. I don't remember this ever happening before, but am I, am I wrong? Like, has anything like this ever happened in an off season? Like it? Yes. But not, not how you just described, like you said, where like someone kind of comes in, especially at the point in which you've like, you've had a deal with a guy for seven days. Like if you've got the deal, you've got a deal. It's just all formality. Like, I mean, Aaron judge, you know, signed, uh, he, he agreed to his deal at the winter meetings. And then the, the press conference wasn't until, you know, last Thursday. So, Mm That's fine. That, that's just all formality. If you've got a handshake deal, you got a handshake deal. The yeah. only the only thing that's ever happened similar to it was in 2013 with uh, Dallas. I almost said Dallas Braden wasn't him. Grant Balfour. Uh, Grant Balfour uh, signed a deal with the Baltimore Orioles uh, after coming over from, as a free agent from the the Oakland Athletics. They didn't like his physical, and they they totally squashed the deal. 
Mm-hmm. And that was that was the first of its kind that that I, I can ever remember. Then he signed a two year deal with the the Rays for a little bit less. But that was like that's a relief pitcher. That's not three hundred million dollars. That's not a marquee free agent. That's yeah. that's just pretty wild. So it it is very unprecedented for sure. Yeah, no, the whole thing was just it's still wild to me. I woke up on my birthday and I was like, excuse me, Carlos Correa is a what? Yeah, but maybe he won't be a Met. <laughs> The, <laughs> we'll see what happens. The Giants immediately tried to to go into PR mode. Uh, they signed Michael Conforto, two year, uh, thirty two million dollar deal. Now Conforto is a Scott Boris client, and that was one of the questions of like, will the Giants ever do business with Scott Boris again? Yeah, pretty quickly. Will. Pretty yeah. quickly they did. Uh, and then the other one that was probably even more interesting. Taylor Rogers, uh, a guy that both Taylor Rogers and Conforto, I thought would have been good fits for the Rockies, but uh, would have been a great lefty out of the pen for mm-hmm. Colorado. He signs three year, I think it was $33 million deal, uh, or maybe it was $30 million to go to the Giants and play alongside his twin brother, Tyler Rogers, twins on the same team. It's never happened before. That is so cool. When I saw that, I, I was super happy to see them in the same place. They don't want to play against each other. They're on the same team, finally, for the first time since high school, right? Yeah, Chatfield High School, that that was it. Uh, the O'Brien twins both played in the same game. The Rogers twins have already played in the same game, but no twins have ever played for the same team. We'll have to we'll have to have our own little DraftKings sportsbook over under, like how many times will they pitch in the same game this season? Oh my that God, be- that's going to be so confusing in the clubhouse because I can't tell these guys apart. Um, it's it's hard. Telling twins apart is hard. And now they're in the same uniform. Yeah. Like you just have- like out of the corner of your eye, it's going to be like, okay, which one is that? <laughs> well, no, I'm sure, I'm sure their parents are like, thank God they have to wear numbered uniforms because yes. now we can tell them apart. Uh, maybe that, maybe that's what you do. If you have twins, you have to put them in a baseball uniform with different numbers and and different like color com make one of them a captain so you don't have to turn the baby over to see what number oh 12 oh this one's tyler this one's oh tyler oh my gosh okay hold on but like imagine being one of those reporters in the clubhouse like waiting for let's say you want to just talk to taylor and like waiting and being like are you taylor walking in right now <laughs> or <laughs> like just think of the chaos i would hate it <laughs> i well i talked with both of them last year and I mean, they're twins. I mean, there's there's nothing you can do. Now, thankfully, they each throw with a different hand, which that's is true. very important. But even mm-hmm. still, it, that that's uh, that will be interesting to see. It's it's been interesting this entire offseason in the NL West because a lot I feel like a lot more players have left the division mm-hmm. than have come in. Now, if I'm breaking them down from like top to middle, to lower tier. And we're not even going to bother talking about the lower tier guys. But mm-hmm. top tier guys, only two real top tier players that I think have left the West. Carlos Rodon uh, of the Giants, mm-hmm. he signed with the Yankees, and Trey Turner. Those are the only two guys I would kind of put in that elite class. And again, they all signed for over $100 million. And the only one that has come in, now that Carlos Correa is not in the division, uh, is Xander Bogarts. That's it. So you went yeah. from two to one. So, And maybe you even say Turner, Bogarts is a swap. So the division lost a, a really talented pitcher in Carlos Rodon, but it's the middle tier where there's been a lot of movement. I've, mm-hmm. I've sort of put the number at nine middle tier free agents have left the division okay. and only about five have come in. Who do you put in that middle tier? A lot of Dodgers players. <laughs> um, and there's probably variants. And again, th- this is an opinion, but Tyler Anderson, 
mm-hmm. gone. He's in. He's with the Angels. Cody Bellinger of the Dodgers is gone. He's with the Cubs. Andrew Heaney is off the Dodgers. He's with the Rangers. Chris Martin, a very good guy that he was acquired in a trade, so he was a late addition by the Dodgers. He's now with Boston. Joey Gallo didn't do too much as a Dodger, but still, he signed a one-year $11 million pact with the Twins. Tommy Canely went from the Dodgers to the Yankees. Justin Turner, Dodgers to the Red Sox. Dodgers lost a lot of guys. I put Carlos Estevez in that group for the Rockies. Uh, Josh Bell for the Padres. Maybe you put Brandon Drury in there. Both those guys weren't with the Padres very long. They came over in a trade uh, yeah. at the deadline. And then Mike Clevenger, who he hasn't been himself since 2020, but I would still give him a little bit of credit going from San Diego to the White Sox. Diamondbacks haven't lost anybody yet of, of real val- value. Zach Davies and the rest of their free agents are, are pretty much unsigned. Yeah. I like Zach Davies, but I wouldn't necessarily call him one of those middle tier guys worth, you know, 10 million or more or worth a, a two or more year contract. Yeah. I feel like the Diamondbacks have been getting so much more back in the trades that they've made this offseason. I'm a little, I'm a little concerned. <laughs> so that's a good point. And that's, that is, yeah, that, that was a great trade that they made the other day. Uh, mm-hmm. We didn't get a chance to talk about it. Something happened over the weekend. Uh, they traded one of their four outfielders. That was a big talk during the winter meetings. Uh, yeah. You can actually go back. If you go on DNVR Sports, uh, our guys Jesse and Derek, they've been talking a lot about it. Who's going to be there? One of their four outfielders that they trade. Mm-hmm. Dalton Varsho had four years left of club control. Uh, the rest of the outfielders, they all had six. But they trade a left-handed hitter in Dalton Varsho to the Blue Jays, who are going to have a very talented defensive outfield this year. Uh, they got back Lourdes Gurriel Jr., uh, who's a good right-handed hitting outfielder, um, only on a one-year deal. But then they get basically uh, a top-five prospect in the game, the best catching prospect from the Blue Jays, Gabriel Moreno. So they've got him for six more years. That that, that extends their window of contention. They've got three out, really good outfielders, yeah. all three that could be all-stars at this point. And yet now they could have uh, a potential all-star catcher. So they've made a lot of really, really good moves mm-hmm. uh, in trades the last few years. The Zach Gallon for Jazz Chisholm, great just baseball trade, one for one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this deal that you point out, Susie, was another one of those really great baseball trades that seems like a win-win for both sides. It really does. You don't always, yeah, definitely is a win-win for both sides. But I feel like the Diamondbacks won just a little bit more. Yeah. How nice for them. Yeah. The the middle tier guys who've come into the division, I would say Noah Syndergaard from Philly to LA, yeah. Mitch Hanniger, Mariners to the Giants, Conforto, Taylor Rogers, uh, both Giants guys, and then JD Martinez uh, for the Dodgers. So Dodgers lost about five, six guys. Uh, they only brought in JD Martinez, but you know some of their 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 smaller uh, deals that they've made, like a Shelby Miller. Mm-hmm. In a year from now, we're going to be looking back and saying like, oh man, that guy is really good. Shelby Miller next off season would not surprise me if he got a two or three year deal uh, at, you know, just under $10 million uh, yeah. in annual value. So um, they're, they're, they're really solid all around. Uh, they're also Sean Mania uh, stayed in the division. Shelby Miller stayed in the division as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Jerks and Profar. He's still out there. Will Myers. We forgot to mention Will Myers with, with Cincinnati. He's gone. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> So would you say right now, just from that list, thinking about the free agents, because there haven't been a ton of trades. Like, again, the, that Diamondbacks trade that you pointed out has really been the the only significant trade, I think, in the division. Mm-hmm. You know, the Rockies did had the Nolan Jones deal, but um, for the most part, nothing major. Are the Dodgers better or worse than last year based on who they've brought in and who they've left? 
Right now, they are worse. They have to be worse. I would agree. But there's still more offseason left. Yeah. Agreed. Absolutely. I feel like, you know, the, the, the Dodgers are definitely the organization that has something up their sleeve and they're going to, they, I'm, uh, I'm not too concerned about what they're going to pull off. Yeah, no, I would agree. Worse right now. I don't think they're going to get better, but they'll, they could be the same, but you're right. They're definitely worse for the wear. This it would be season. tough for them to get better because they won 111 games last That's season. That too. But There's again, not but- a lot of room. The only way that could have been a better season was if, they performed in the postseason. Yeah. Yeah. And and again, based on all of the guys that they lost. Yeah. I don't even know how you get that much back. Let yeah. alone more than that and be better. Uh mm-hmm. the Giants, Giants, I would say are I would have them only as a little bit worse. Radon is is the big one that they lost. Yeah. But they brought in Conforto, Rogers, Sean Manaya. I'm I, I'm okay with saying that they're they're about the same. But but maybe actually no, they're about a little bit worse mm-hmm. for the Giants. Uh, Padres, they're they're probably about the same. Yeah, maybe, to, maybe better. Same. To I think a little they're bit a little better. better. I think they're just a li- just a touch better. Yeah, I would agree. And then Diamondbacks and Rockies. You know, the Diamondbacks are. I would say that they are better. Um, I think you'd probably rather have the more veteran guy in Dalton Varsho in their outfield than than Gabriel Moreno, uh, rookie catcher. But by the end of the season, you know, that could look like a win. And then the Rockies, are they better than last year? Are they no. worse? They're, they're probably about exactly the same. I think the they're same. the same. I think they're the same. And I think, you know, they, they still might have a couple small moves uh, left in them, kind of similar to coming back from the pandemic. They signed Colome. They mm-hmm. signed Jose Iglesias and Chad Cool to those one-year deals. I think they'll have some more of those. Uh, possibly uh, before uh, the report, reporting to spring training, uh, which mm-hmm. is right around the corner here. Um, very soon. But even still, those smaller deals, I don't think will necessarily make them better. And I wouldn't say that they're necessarily worse. They're they're probably about the same overall uh, mm-hmm. based on the moves from this offseason. Yeah. No, I, I think I think you're right on this one. Definitely. I'm, I'm on board. Just this one, though. Just, Just this one. one. Just, Just this, this one. one. I can't vouch for everything you say, Patrick, but I'll I'll vouch for this. Well, we got a couple more podcasts this week still, so I'll have a chance to to be a little bit more right, uh, and then then turn the turn the leaf over because it's going to be a brand new year next week. Um, Thomas Harding Wednesday in studio, eleven a.m. on DNVR Sports Channel on YouTube. Oh my God, you got Pat, you, Patrick, you got Thomas Harding to come in. That's amazing. I got, I got the big TH man. It's going to be good. It's going to be fun. I'm a big Thomas Harding fan. He's he's just the best dude. Have you seen the the work that he's done in uniform designs? Because he also mm-hmm. like moonlights as a uniform designer. So we're, we're going to be talking about some of these uniforms that he's made. Oh, damn. I know. I Oh, my gosh. I can't wait. I'm so jealous that I am not on this show with him because he's so delightful. But I'm, I'm excited to watch this one. Yeah, I was going to say, you know where to watch it. So you can still be there. Now on I'm expecting the DNVR, you. on the DNVR Sports channel on YouTube. <laughs> now you better be in the chat, okay? You just put yourself on blast there. No, it's I'll uh, be in the chat. uh, check us out on Twitter because we're doing all we're having a lot of fun over there uh, mm-hmm. as well. It still exists, so we're gonna keep it's uh now. cranking out the content at DNVR underscore Rockies at Patrick D Lions is where I'm at on Twitter, and you can find me at the Susie Hunter on all platforms.
Look, this has been momentous and uh, very momentum building. But unfortunately, you know what they say about momentum, Susie. What do they say? It's only as good as your next show. So we've got a lot of momentum because tomorrow is Thomas Harding at 11 a.m. on DNVR Sports Channel. <laughs>